the debate show mom versus dad where i have my parents pick sides and debate this is the guest debater episode for the month and i will have jess and nick debating their friends of ours i'm your host milo and today's topic is outer space versus the ocean jess and nick would you like to introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about your podcast Sure. Oh, sure. Go ahead. Uh, I'm Jess. I'm Nick. We met your parents a long time ago when we all lived in California. And so we've known Milo for that long. And our podcast is called How Have You Never, which it's about, it's um, kind of not appropriate for really little kids. There are some <laughs> swears, but it's about things that you should have seen that people are shocked you haven't seen or watched or read or, or listened to. So like some famous stuff that we, neither of us have seen or friends haven't seen. So your parents have been on it. And yeah. for the Matrix, your mom hadn't seen the Matrix, which was really fun to do. Yeah. Now to start, Nick will be presenting his side, Space. In three, two, one, now. Hydrogen sulfide is made up of one atom of sulfur and two atoms of hydrogen. Hydrogen is easy to come by, but today I'm here to talk about sulfur. After the first 20 minutes of the universe, all the normal matter had assembled itself into 75% hydrogen and 25% helium and was quite happy to stay that way until gravity started to interfere. After a few millions of years, little clumps of hydrogen started to pull together. Some of these got so dense that hydrogen atoms started fusing together. When hydrogen fuses, it makes helium and energy. And when a whole bunch of hydrogen starts fusing together at once, you get a star. These early stars turned their hydrogen into helium very quickly. The helium started fusing to keep the star going and make a bunch of heavier elements like carbon and oxygen. Once the star runs out of helium, the carbons and oxygen start fusing together, making, among other things, sulfur. Eventually, the star starts trying to fuse the heavy element iron, but iron fusion makes no extra energy, so the star cannot support itself anymore and rapidly collapses. This leads to a gigantic explosion we call a supernova, which spews all that sulfur into space. Enough time passes, and that sulfur starts to orbit around a new forming star and becomes part of a planet. Some of that sulfur makes its way into the digestive tract of life forms that exist on that planet. And sometimes the gas in that digestive tract needs to be expelled. Most of the gas is completely odorless, but not hydrogen sulfide. Space, you see, gives farts their smell. <laughs> I'm done. Now, Jess will be rebutting Nick's argument in a 30-second rebuttal. In three, two, one, now! I have no idea where to start with that. Um, I will not just deny that space in general is cool. I'm here to talk about why oceans are cooler, right? But um, space is huge and everything and can we even comprehend what it is it's so far literally out there but it doesn't and it provided us with life in the past and may in the future but we're talking about the present and we need life now and i will explain that more later but we need life now and the ocean gives us that time's up now nick will be rebutting jess's rebuttal in three two one now uh we still fart in the present <laughs> And all those farts come from space. Mm. Uh, all the stuff that makes the farts come from space. Uh, all the stuff that even makes the ocean, and we'll talk about that, comes from space. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I, I really 
just wanted to get that fart joke out there. And I think farts are funny. And I don't think that farts are as funny if they don't smell. So thank you, universe and space for sulfur. Time's up. Now, Jess will be giving her argument oceans in three, two, one, now. I debated with myself about discussing how the ocean is terrifying or how the ocean is precious and beautiful. But just like Galadriel in Lord of the Rings, the ocean is as beautiful and terrible as the morning and night, fair as the sea and the sun and snow upon the mountain, dreadful as the storm and lightning, stronger than the foundations of earth, all shall love and despair. First of all, the ocean is home to nearly 95% of all life. And then the small percentage of us that live on land need the ocean. Most of our oxygen in the atmosphere comes from tiny marine plants, not the Amazon rainforest in the ocean like phytoplankton, kelp, and algal plankton. They produce about 70% of the atmosphere's oxygen. Not only that, but if it was necessary, we could drink sea ice. Obviously, we don't want to drink the briny water or even the fresh ice, but as the ice ages, the brine drains out, and the ice becomes a source of fresh water. The ocean produces 20% of the world's protein supply, and 3 billion people rely on it for their livelihood. The ocean provides life for more than the creatures who live in it. Just like space, we've barely explored any of it, only about 5%. And as opposed to the vast nothingness of most of space, the ocean is still teeming with life and species we have yet to discover. If you still want some adventure, there are an estimated 3 million wrecked vessels on the ocean floor to explore. In fact, the planet's biggest waterfall is actually in the ocean. The tallest one on land is Angel Falls in Venezuela, which plummets 3,200 feet, whereas the Denmark Strait Cataract between Greenland and Iceland has a drop of 11,500 feet and flows 50,000 times that of Niagara Falls. The longest mountain range above water is the Andes, which is about 4,300 miles long. But the actual longest mountain range on Earth is the Mid-Oceanic Ridge, which snakes between all the continents at 40,000 miles long. The environments range from the blackest of night, but even blacker because there's no stars or sun here like in space, and ice cold to the searing heat of parts of the ocean floor with hydrothermal vents. While we see adventure and futurism when we lift our eyes towards the stars, we won't have a future to explore if we destroy our oceans and our source of life on Earth. Time's up. Now, Nick will be rebutting Jess's argument in three, two, one, now. So I cannot argue with you. The oceans are gigantic and full of wonder and sustain all the life on the earth. I cannot argue with that. But space is full of oceans. <laughs> the biggest ocean in the solar system is on the moon Europa and it is encased in ice. Um, and beyond that, who knows? The universe is literally full of oceans we have yet to discover that are probably done. Now, Jess will be rebutting Nick's rebuttal in three, two, one, now. So I think the ocean with a capital T and O is our ocean, but I will concede the point that there are other oceans out there, but we currently do not have access to them. So really, it's a moot point in that this, if, if we don't figure out this ocean and how to help it continue to provide us life, we will die before we discover or tap into the oceans on Europa, which is even the closest ocean we can possibly get to. But space is cool too bad. <laughs> okay, time's up. Now to announce the winner and some things I liked from each side. From Nick's side, some things I liked were the part about farts. <laughs> The whole thing was just really interesting, especially the part about supernovas. From Jess's side, I like the Lord of the Rings reference and the part about how the ocean is the source of like 
all life. And I just remembered something else I like from Nick's side is about how there's oceans in space. And so with that, the winner is Nick. Hey. Good job. Thank you. We didn't mention, but Nick does have a degree in astrophysics. Yes, I do have a master's degree in astrophysics. <laughs> so we, we wanted to give him his best chance of winning too, as well as my interest. I have an interest in the ocean. So yeah. that was really fun. Thank you, Milo. Thank you, Milo. That was a lot of fun. And I learned some new stuff too. I didn't mm -hmm. know the 70% of the um, oxygen came from out the ocean. Nick, is there anybody that you'd like to thank? I would like to thank my master's advisor, <laughs> Anastasia. <laughs> Uh, for helping me uh, learn all about space. And I'd like to thank Jess for debating me on this topic. It was uh, It's always good to be pitted up against someone who you respect and uh, someone who's uh, smarter than you. Ah, so, um, I'd like to thank uh, Nick for always teaching me really interesting stuff about space. Our kid, Elliot, for being very interested in the ocean and mm -hmm. teaching me lots of stuff. And because I feel like Beth should be thanked on every episode, I'd yes. like to thank your mom. Thank you, Beth. Uh, we, she always thanks herself, so we're going to thank her, too. <laughs> and you, Milo. Sorry. And you, of course, for having this podcast. And now for the socials. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Mom Dad Pod. Would you like to say something about finding you on social media? Oh, sure. Well, if you're interested in the podcast, we're at Instagram. is probably the easiest to follow at uh, How Have You Never. How Have You Never. Um, and then we, po we, we post, uh, we're not as prolific as Milo. We put one up every every other week thank you for coming thank you so much for having us it was, it was really a fun bye bye, bye.